What's up, magical human? Hey, if you're like me and you want to create a bigger impact on the world, why not share your knowledge and talents with others? Welcome to the podcast where I share marketing strategies, product creation tips, and real life stories of how women all over the world are using their knowledge and creativity to build a life and business they love on their terms. I'll share with you over a decade of knowledge and show you how you can take what you already know and do and package it into a digital product like a course, membership site, or digital download that sells globally. I'm Amy Jo, and you're listening to the Digital Magic Podcast. Welcome back. I have a really awesome episode for you guys to listen to today. I had the honor of talking with Sarah Holden. She is a Hollywood stunt woman who has performed on some of the biggest movies in Hollywood. She's been on Iron Man and Divergent and Fuller House and just tons of TV shows, tons of movies. You'll have to check out her entire list of everything that she's been featured on because it's incredible. And so we're talking literally all things from career to motherhood and everything in between and how she balances all of it. So you're going to hear her story of, you know, what she was doing before Hollywood, why she went to Hollywood, what did that transition look like, and how does she balance that with being a mom, being a wife, you know, running a household? What does that look like? And what are her tips for all of us who are balancing and it feels like we're trying to figure out this balancing act because let's be serious. There is no such thing as balance, especially when you come into motherhood, there is no such thing. And so we get in, we get deep in this episode, you guys, and it's, it's really fun. She was super fun to talk to. And so I really hope you love this episode. Here we go. All right, Sarah, I'm so excited you are here. I have been looking forward to talking to you. I'm not even kidding since I saw the original post that you put in one of the Facebook groups. So anyone who is watching this or listening to this, we had a little powwow before we hit the record button and we actually met in a Facebook group. And so we were talking about like the power of social media. And, you know, so any of you who are kind of just getting started or you're not quite sure that the like potential and the power of social media, it's just wild and crazy. So we met in a Facebook group, you put up a post saying what you do, which I don't want to be a spoiler. So we're going to get into, you know, you telling us all the things. Um, but you put up a post and I reached out to you and here we are, like that is the power of social media. Um, so if you will, Sarah Holden, you're here with me. If you will just give us an awesome introduction about who you are, what do you do? Because I have so many questions for you. Here we go. The pressure is on. Oh my I know. gosh. I know. So, um, <laughs> hi, everybody. I'm really happy to be here. My name is Sarah Holden, and I am a professional stunt woman. And I really can't make that up. And that's what I put in my post because usually when I tell people, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a stunt woman, they're like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what do you mean? And, and so it's, you know, and then it's the million question train. Mm. And you know, it, it used to annoy me, but now I'm really embracing it because I'm realizing it is such a unique profession and people are interested. So mm-hmm. why am I going to be mean and be like, oh God, I don't want to sit and talk about my career. No, I want to because people want to hear about it. And it's right. a, it's, like it's an empowering, it, yes. yes, yes. It's an empowering position to be in. It's fun. I think it's the best job obviously on the planet, but so yeah, that's what I do. I've been a stunt woman for 11 years and, uh, still working and, 
I'm a mom of two. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, makes things a little bit more challenging, but we will get into that later. I'm sure. <laughs> yes. yes. So being a stunt woman, I have to know, you know, when you were growing up, when you were little, is that something that you always wanted to be? Did you watch movies and say like, I'm going to do that one day or did it fall in your lap? How did that even come to be? So very good question. Um, no, I did not grow up wanting to be a stunt woman. I didn't even know what a stunt woman was. I would watch movies and someone would fall down and I thought the actor fell down. Mm -hmm. They had no idea. So my, my background, um, I actually got into the business through acting. So I, um, I'm from Michigan, from Detroit, and I was always in theater. And so I always, I always had it in the back of my mind, like, I really want to be an actor, but just never thought that it was a possibility. And I don't know why. I mean, I, my parents always supported me and said I can do whatever I want. So it, it wasn't that. I just, I don't know. I just felt like I just could not do it. And went through college, doing a little bit of theater and studied advertising. And then I moved to Chicago. And I thought, okay, well, I want to be an actor, but I, again, don't think it's going to happen. So maybe I will intern at a casting office and kind of learn a different you know, uh, avenue of the business. So I did, I was an intern, worked for free at a, a casting company in, um, in Chicago. And I started doing second city improv. I don't know if you've heard of, I'm sure you've heard of second city. Mm -hmm. So started doing improv and then I'm, I'm going, okay. I started to get a little bit more of my confidence up because of the improv. And I thought, you know what, I, maybe I can do this. And I'm, you know, 22 years old. Like if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? So I packed my stuff up in my little Dodge Neon and I drove to Hollywood and it's the story that you probably have heard and anyone else listening, I've heard, I'm sure you've heard someone who has done this, but I moved out there. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have a job. I had some money saved up, but I figured, all right, let's do this and went out as an actor. Well, two years in, I realized, wow, there's a lot of small blonde girls mm. that want to do the same thing out here. And this is taking a lot longer. I was getting little bit parts, but just having a hard time getting an agent and just not really being taken seriously. And so there was a movie called Beer Fest. Have you heard of that movie? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is funny. So I booked a little day player role on Beer Fest. Don't watch it because you won't see me because they cut my role and I'm on the cutting room floor. It was like a one-liner. It's cool. Mm. No worries. Um, so... <laughs> But it was an 18 hour day and I was just talking to the guy next to me and come to find out he was the stunt coordinator of the film. And I didn't even know what that was. And I'm, you know, so I was asking him all of the questions that people now ask me about the career and the business. And he said, um, you know, what did you, what do you like to do for fun? And I said, well, you know, I play softball and I like to jump out of planes and I am a scuba diver and I was a child gymnast and I play women's rugby. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> really? It's you're like, pretty, oh. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the light bulb. Oh my gosh. And he said, you know, you're a good size. Like I'm really petite. And a, you know, a lot of actors are, are petite, not all of them, but he said, you're, you're a good size and you obviously have an athletic background. Like, did you ever think about the stunt business? And that's what lit the light bulb. And I said, no, I have no idea. Well, then a couple hours later, I saw the, the gag, which that's what we call the stunt on beer fest. And I'm going, well, I can do that. <laughs> and that looks like fun. And they're making a lot more money than what I'm making. So I started um, training at a couple places in Los Angeles and fast forward to here I am. So to answer your, the, the long, you know, the long answer to your question is it kind of fell in my lap and I just ran with it and it was a perfect fit. 
That is amazing. I was going to ask you if you had like an athletic background, if you did gymnastics or, you know, how much of your background and, you know, your interest in rugby and all of that, how much of that you actually use, you know, when you're- I use a lot of it subconsciously. I mean, gymnastics, I was never a competitive gymnast. I actually wasn't even very good, but I'm still tumbling. Being, you know, I have two children. I am not 25 years old. And I'm still tumbling. And so Mm -hmm. that comes from just the love of being a gymnast. And the rugby, I mean, I got my butt kicked in rugby. I mean, I don't know how much you know about rugby, but it is a- I've seen it. It looks brutal. It is brutal. It is tough. (laughs) And you're getting, you know, tackled to the ground and you're not even wearing any pads. So when I learned about stunts, I'm like, oh, you want me to fall down those stairs, but I get to pad up? Oh, piece of cake. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, that's easy. So, you know, subconsciously looking back, it, it all kind of got me prepared for the business. I just had no idea. Isn't that crazy? It's so crazy. Yes, Jinx. It's totally crazy. And, you know, I've talked about this with other guests who have been on my podcast, like where you are now and looking back of how you got here and seeing how all the puzzle pieces just kind of happened, you know? And when you're in the thick of it, you don't see how all the puzzle pieces are aligning. And until you get to wherever you're supposed to be going and you look back, you're like, oh, it all makes sense now. Here I am. This is like how, you know, it's just, it's super cool. So, so awesome. Thank you for all of that and sharing your story. And, you know, being, being willing to share in your story, because I know there's people out there who are thinking about going into acting or thinking about, you know, should I take that leave to go to Hollywood? Should I, and, you know, stuck in the shoulds. And I know you mentioned when you, you know, prior to that, you were thinking like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can make it. And was it the improv? Was that like the biggest thing? I feel like, you know, looking back, I think it was, and I actually haven't like thought about it. You know, sometimes you don't think about things till you're asked and you're on the spot, but the improv, I mean, you're on stage, you don't have any scripts and you're just working off the energy of the other actors. And I did, I did okay. I, I wasn't terrible. And so I thought, all right, well, I didn't fall flat on my face and I did gain a little bit of confidence. And, um, my, my boyfriend now husband, He's always been a huge supporter. And he's like, you know what? If anyone can do this, you can do this. As much as I don't want you to move to LA, because he was still in, I think he was in Michigan at the time. Anyway, you know, it would, he actually moved me across the country and got me set up and then took a plane back because he knew that if I didn't do it, I would regret it. And, and we're all, we're big believers of you have one life and don't have any regrets. And what's the worst that could happen? I mean, really, I go out there it didn't work out or I run into some, you know, bad things or whatever. And I'm like, you know what, this isn't for me. I'm going back home. Yeah. That's the worst that could happen, which mm-hmm. I was willing to take that chance, but it didn't cause I was out there for nine years. <laughs> so right. Yes. And I think that that is a big testament to who you surround yourself with. You know, you could have been with someone who's like, no, don't go to Hollywood. That's hard. You know, all of these things. But oh, instead, yeah. the people who, you know, were surrounding you were like, go, you can do it. If anyone can do it, you can. And I think that's a really big takeaway from this. Anyone listening, evaluate who is around you. I think it's a really right. I mean, if you're not, if you're not surrounding yourself with people that lift you up and encourage you, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know it's hard to maybe let someone go that you're attached to, but if they're not making you feel good and valued every day, it's just not, it's just not worth it. Really. Totally. Totally agree. And I, I did see something, I think it was a post that you shared or somewhere on your social media that you're trying to car flip. 
or you're practicing your first part. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, what is that like? Is that so? That's very true. Um, okay, so this is a good this is a good story. Um, so I was working on a film in Pittsburgh just last November called I'm Your Woman. It's not out yet, but I was doubling Rachel Brosnahan, who plays the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And she's amazing, by the way. She's from Chicago, so we had a lot in common. And she's just, it's nice to work with an actor that you get along with and you have a lot in common with. Anyway, mm -hmm. that's a side, side note. So anyway, we're, we're working on this film and there's a car flip in the scene. I, my character was not part of it, um, but I found myself really intrigued. I've always, I do car stunts, but flipping a car and sliding a car are two different things in our world. Like I can slide cars all day and I've done precision courses and I've done stunt driving courses and I've worked in commercials and this and that. And those are great. And I want to continue doing that. But car flips with, you know, pipe ramps where you're driving a car up a ramp and flipping it over or cannons where you're literally getting thrown up in the air and twisting. And that's, that's a whole nother deal. And I, it, it seems that a lot of those um, jobs go to stuntmen. And that's cool. I have a ton of stuntmen friends. There's, I'm not saying anything bad about stuntmen, but it's just a bummer that we don't really get a lot of those opportunities. And there are some stunt women that do get them. It's just a very, very small group. And I'm not, I'm not in that group yet. So I was watching this car flip on this, you know, film in Pittsburgh and I didn't, I wasn't even working this day. And I ended up going to set just to watch them prep the car. And I just wanted to learn. I just was a sponge and I just didn't say anything. And I was just sitting back asking questions and watching them prep this car. And then I watched, you know, them do the, the gag and everything. And I'm like, I really want to do that. So the stunt man that was driving, we had lunch together and I told him exactly what I'm telling you. And I said, I really want to get into car flips. I just feel like women don't, you know, stunt women don't get those opportunities. And he explained the truth of it. And, and the truth is he said, you know, it's not that I don't want to give you that, that, that opportunity. It's not that I don't think Sarah Holden can do it, but as a coordinator, you've never done it. So here I'm giving you the first shot. And what if something goes wrong? There's a lot of money on the line. You know, these movies don't, you know, every time, every minute the camera's rolling, it's, it's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So something goes wrong or I chicken out or it doesn't, the car doesn't land where it's supposed to, whatever it is. Now he's, you know, his butt's on the line and they're going, mm -hmm. well, why did you hire, you know? So it's just one of those catch 22s like, all right, I want to do it, but I can't get that first opportunity, blah, blah, blah. So I decided why not create my own opportunity, right? Yes. I mean, I could wait around for the phone to ring and, and give me this amazing opportunity, or it could never happen. Like I could be waiting for a call that's never going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Most likely mm -hmm. it's probably not. So I decided, you know what? I'm just going to create my own opportunity. I'm going to flip my own car. I'm going to do it safe and professional, and I'm going to put it out there and say, okay, so I did my first one. Who wants to hire me for my second? <laughs> that is amazing. Oh my I mean, goodness. You create <laughs> you create your own thing, you know, don't wait around for permission or for someone else to like, give you that opportunity, do it yourself. That is incredible. And um, I feel like right now, like the whole empowerment, you know, women empowerment, like now would be the time to do it. And, you know, I told my husband when I pitched this crazy idea to him, he said, you know, why do you want to do this? And I explained, he, he understands it, but I said, you know what? 
worst case scenario, again, I'm a worst case scenario person. Let's say I go through all the trouble and I do this and I learn about how to prep the car and I'm, I'm kind of wearing a lot of hats. I'm going to be the stunt driver. I'm also producing the thing because I'm getting my own crew and I'm getting my own locations and the whole thing and learning about working with the welder who's going to build my roll cage. And mm -hmm. I don't, you probably don't know anything I'm talking about right now, but basically prepping the car. Worst case scenario is I do it safely and I get an awesome piece of footage and I never get hired for another car flip again. Mm -hmm. That's okay with me. For me, that's still a win-win because I put my mind to something that I wanted to do. I, you know, raised the funds. I made connections. I mean, look, I'm talking to you right now because of what I put out there. Right. right. So mm -hmm. I just feel like there's never, it's, it's not going to be a bad thing. I mean, Worst case, I've got this amazing piece of footage and I can show my kids when they're older. Mm -hmm. Hey, mommy <laughs> wanted to do something crazy. You know, no one gave her the opportunity. So she did it herself. And this is what it looks like. And to me, it's just a, that's just a cool feeling. Like I, I get excited just talking about it. Yeah, I'm excited too. Like I'm over here thinking, what can I do to, you know, create something for me, something that, you know, for me would be at the edge of my comfort zone, I feel like. And, you know, with that, do you, has there ever been a stunt or, you know, maybe it's a car flip. Have you, has there ever been anything prior to the car flip, I guess, where you looked at it and you're like, I don't know about this, or you didn't know either if you could do it or you didn't know if you wanted to or anything along those lines. I'm trying to think, cause I haven't done, I mean, there's a lot of really crazy gags out there that again, I don't get those calls. There was one actually, there was a, a scandal, the show scandal. Yeah. yeah I worked on that mm -hmm. one time and it was a high fall and I don't remember exactly how high, but I had to land and I think it was like a 25 or 30 foot. So not crazy high, but like it's not, it's three story building, right? I mean, it's, I mean, there's people in my business who do 60 and 80 foot high falls. That's, yeah. that's, that's crazy. So mm -hmm. this one, um, wasn't so high, but I remember I had to land exactly on a mark and I really only had one shot at it. So that one, I was a little, it was a nerve wracking cause I'm, I'm like up there sweating, looking down at the X going, okay, I got to hit that X <laughs> and I only have one shot at it. So that would be an example. Mm -hmm. And then the other example, now that I'm thinking about it is, um, I worked on sons of anarchy um, great show, amazing cast and crew. And I was doubling Ashley Tisdale, who was guest starring in a couple episodes. And she was on the back of a motorcycle and it, um, we laid it down. So crashed it. And I, w I was just on the back, so, which is actually almost harder because you don't have any control. You're just going for the ride and hoping that it all goes well. And I think the craziest, so maybe that sounds crazy to you, but I'm going to throw in something else that makes it even crazier as I was doing this one month before my wedding. So <laughs> yeah, no my, it's fine. <laughs> I figured, you know what, listen, if something goes wrong, I will be going down the aisle in crutches and everybody's going to know what I do. So it's not going to be that. Hey, it'll yeah. make a great story. Right. What's did. the worst that can happen? Right. I love that thinking because I was just talking uh, about this with someone earlier today about catastrophizing. And, you know, I'm like, I am a catastrophizer and it's something that I have to work on every day as far as I don't like, know if I've ever heard that word. I don't even know if it is. Is it a word? I don't I know. You just make I that up. Like I've a, never heard of it. Catastrophizing. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. Go with it. Yes. 
so I'm I'm a catastrophizer, which means like my brain goes zero to sixty. So it's not like what's the worst that could happen. It's like what's the worst that could happen. <laughs> like it's you know that's gonna happen. Yes, that is the only like that will happen. If anything's gonna happen, it's gonna be this horrible thing. And so right. every day, like ever since I discovered that that is a me thing, a catastrophizing thing, it's something that I consciously have to make myself aware of. Like the worst case scenario probably will never happen, um, but you know, I like to be prepared. So I like your thinking on the flip side of it. It's like, what's the worst that could happen? You know? Well, if you um, think the worst is going to happen, then you're probably going to go through life not doing much of anything. I'm saying, yes, exactly. And totally. And before, you know, before that, before I catastrophized everything, before I even knew like what I was doing, that's totally what it was. It keeps you in a place of fear. It keeps you in a you know, I don't want to say like a safe zone, but the, the stuff that you want to explore and you're curious about, you don't do because you're thinking of like, Oh, of all these like horrible, crazy things that, that could happen. So I really love, you know, your analogies and your stories that you're sharing as far as like, um, you know, what's the worst that could happen. And I did this a month before my wedding. And if I'm in crutches, that's the way it is. And at least I got this cool experience, you know, and it's just, it's a very freeing, you know, way of thinking, which, which I really, it enjoy. is. So and I, I like to think that I'm like very, very free, but then my mom will say, okay, Sarah, is there anything like you're, can you be scared of anything? <laughs> that was my next question. <laughs> now I need to know. Well, <laughs> last night we were watching, uh, did you see the Nick Walenda, uh, the tightroper that was walking yes, across over, like, the, the lava? Uh, yes, across the, the, the live yes. volcano. Yes. So my mom and I are texting. My mom and I are pretty close, very close actually. And she's texting me, are you watching you know, the tightrope guy. And I said, yes, I am. And she goes, please tell me you wouldn't do this. And so my answer is, well, he's clipped in. And so if I had a little bit of training and she just cut me off, she goes, you know what? Never mind. I shouldn't even ask you <laughs> because yeah. I, all I was thinking about was, okay, I've never done that. Obviously it's going to be scary as crap. Right. But if I had training and I'm clipped in again, what's the worst that could happen? Right, was the because if he falls it? off, he's still clipped in. I believe he was wearing a rig, or at least that's what I saw. So I would hope so. At least I don't know. I don't know why I don't have any fear. It's probably a problem, to be honest with you. Um, I don't. Has I it always been like me. that? Like when you were younger, did you have no fear? I think so. I was a. I was very much a tomboy growing up. I. Mm -hmm. My mom would buy me Barbies and she said I would like rip the heads off and that's completely <laughs> weird and I don't know, kind of crazy, but I mostly hung out with boys and um, my only sibling is a bro my older brother. So I just, maybe I grew up like wanting, like I am kind of an attention seeker. That's, that's a fact. So maybe I just grew up like wanting the attention and just having no fear. I don't know. I don't know. It's really exciting to me who like fears everything. <laughs> like, it's something We're I have like to work totally on every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which makes this so great. We're totally opposite. I could so, use some of your fear and you could use some of my fearless energy. <laughs> there you go. Great. That sounds perfect. Um, so with that, you know, you are a mom. And so yes. fear wise, Sorry, you know, how does that kind of go there. with like mom being a mom and being a wife, do you have any, anything that comes up, you know, cause I know you have to travel and you have to go do movie sets and things like that. Yeah. So I, I don't even know where to begin with this topic because my husband also travels. He, uh, so we have a very unorthodox lifestyle because it is always craziness. Last month alone, I, I was in Finland, not working. I just kind of tagged along on my husband's work trip, but we went to Finland, Monaco and Italy 
without the kids. And then we came home for a week. He went to LA for something. I worked in, oh, I worked on General Hospital. So I was in LA. I don't think we're there at the same time. Sometimes we are and we don't see each other. Weird. And then I came back and we brought, we went up to um, British Columbia with the kids. And then I came back and I was, I went to Chicago for Chicago fire. It, it, it's just craziness. And I think, you know, people ask me all the time, how in the world do you do that? You have, and I have a three-year-old. It's not like I have like grown kids. Like I have a, a toddler and a six-year-old who's in kindergarten. So, you know, and they're starting to get involved in activities. My son plays hockey. My daughter's in dance. Uh, my son was in gymnastics it's so I'm dealing with the activities on top of, you know, it's just mom life. And I would say for me, it's the tribe because I have a lot of help. And fortunately my mom lives a half hour away and my mother-in-law lives three hours away and would like jump at the chance to watch my kids at the drop of a hat for the most part. So I have a, both of them. We, and, and the coolest part is my mom and my mother-in-law are friends. They're like besties. So they just stay at my house. That's rare. That's great. (laughs) It's super rare. And so they'll usually just come and stay at the house together and sleep in my bed and just run the, you know, the, the home while I'm away and my husband's away. Um, and then I sporadically have babysitters maybe come in. And so it's, it's just logistics. I think is it's, it's hard not to get overwhelmed. Like as soon as I get a, a call to work, it's immediate anxiety. Like, okay, because I'm not turning down the job because in my world, jobs don't, I'm not working every day, but you don't want to turn jobs down because then your phone may stop ringing. And then you're kind of known as, Oh no, I called Sarah, but she couldn't work. And you know, so you don't want to do that. So you don't turn down jobs. And so you just, I accept it. And then the anxiety hits. I'm like, okay, I got to book a flight. I got to find someone to watch my kids. And then I got to, you know, make my son's lunch and all the the little tiny little things. things, It's a lot. And so I find that I like to write things down. Okay. This is what I need to do. And I, I, if I don't do it, I don't check it off. If I do something, I literally check it off (laughs) because then it's, it's easier to, to kind of organize in my head. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, totally. I'm very like list driven. Yes. You know, if I don't have a list, I'm just like, la, la, la. <laughs> what are we doing? Right, like I can keep it in my head for the most part, but it, when it's written down, I'll see it every day. Sometimes I even just, you know, put it on my fridge or I leave it on my counter and I'll see, oh, I have to do this. Or you need to book your flight for when you're working in general hospital and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The lists are good. Lists are good. <laughs> lists, lists. What would we do without you? I know. <laughs> lists and sticky notes, man. That's where it is for me. <laughs> the sticky notes sticky are great. Notes. Yes. yes. Well, those, those are, you know, I didn't know before I had my son, everyone was like, it takes a village. It takes a village. And it, it really does. And especially when you have a career that you love and you get to do all the awesome things that you get to do, it even becomes more clear of how important it is to um, you know, have like that support system, whether it's husbands, moms, mother-in-laws, and if they all get along, that's, that's even better. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And I also have a small group of like girlfriends in, in my town where they, they'll be like, do you need me at all this week? It, it, whatever you need. If they, if I say, Hey, I just booked so-and-so and I'm doubling Kristen Bell on blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, what do you need? Which is amazing. I mean, just too. to have that support. And I know that it's rare. I'm, I'm super, super lucky and really grateful because I know a lot of stunt moms, uh, good friends of mine that don't have that support and they're dealing with babysitters, which I mean, not only are babysitters expensive, but you, 
it's not like leaving your kids with your mom. Right. I know it's just not the same. It's not the like same. the worries or I don't, you know, I'm a worry. We know I catastrophize, but like the things in the back of my mind, I'm like, what if this, what if that, you know, I feel like are way less when it's a mom or a mother-in-law or a husband Absolutely. versus, you know, like, Oh, I hope like, I feel like when I had, when I do a babysitter, I'm constantly looking at my phone going, is she putting them down for a nap? I, I hope she's feeding them dinner now. Is she's, you know, I'm like micromanaging when I'm 2,000 miles away. But when my mom or my mother-in-law have them, then I can focus on my job. I don't even think about it. I know my kids are in good hands and I can just do the job. And that's a good feeling to have. Yes. Yeah. I really like, you know, people talk about clearing the mental space. And yes. I mean, you're, you know, where it's like, whatever it is that you can have taken care of. So you don't have to think about it. It's like clear the mental space. That's totally a thing for me. So list sticky notes, you know, making sure whoever my son is with, I know I trust them. You know, all of that is just clearing that mental space. Well, sure. and I feel like moms, I mean, I'm not putting dads under the bus at all, but we get the brunt, brunt of I mean, everything. <laughs> let's let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. Yes. We do it all because that's why moms are amazing. But it's like the multitasking that we do. I think we're just, I am tooting all of our, our horns, guys, moms mm -hmm. out there listening, because it's, it's just, it's a full-time job on top of a career, on top of cleaning the house and the laundry. I mean, not that my husband doesn't help out with those things, but I do most of it. Mm -hmm. Let's honest. <laughs> so, I mean, do you? I mean, I don't know. Yes. Maybe you have an amazing husband who just cleans your house and is scrubbing your floors all day. He grills, but he does cook. Oh, that's good. We probably like 50-50 cook. So I'm very appreciative for that, for sure. And that's you know, huge. His cooking, I feel like turns out way better than mine most of the time. So it's very helpful, but. Well, my husband's been in charge of like bathing my kids, which is big. And I yeah, very much appreciate that's a task, it. task for sure. That is a task. So like he'll do that, which is great. And um, he's good with breakfast. He'll sometimes do breakfast. That's about it. But still anything like I, I think when people are willing to help you, aren't you like, yes, what do you want to do? <laughs> yes. And I didn't used to be like that. I was totally opposite. I me was like, too. I got this. I can handle this. I'm fine. You know, I'm I, superwoman. Hear me roar. Yes. And are we two peas in a pod? What is happening? Like, I, know. So funny. I know. We need so best friends. <laughs> New best friend. Hey. <laughs> yes. And so I was just like, I got this. I'm fine. I would have my list if I remembered to like make the list, you know, and then I would get to a point where I was just up to here. And I would get irritable or I would get like extra anxiety of things that I didn't have to have all of, you know, on my plate. And so when I got to the point where I was like, I don't need to be doing this. I don't need to be doing that. It made me, once I got comfortable with that, you know, it right. made me, you know, be able to breathe like the heaviness on my chest, like loosened when I got better at asking for help and outsourcing things and, you know, having other people handle things that anyone else is capable of handling. Like I don't have to you know, be the one to do this and this because I'm the only one who can do it perfectly, you know? Right. And that's, that was my mindset at one point until I got to that place. So yeah, it takes a while to get to that place though. So don't, I mean, I mean, it's true. I will have like my mother-in-law will, will used to text me saying, you know, I see that you're, you know, my daughter Kira, Kira's hamper is full. Do you want me to, do you want me to do her laundry? And I'd always just be like, oh no, don't worry. I'll do it when I get back. Because I just didn't, I felt bad. Like you're already mm -hmm. watching my kids. You don't have to do my laundry. Well, now I'm thinking, 
you know what? If she's offering, she wants to help me. And, and every time I'm like, absolutely, sure. that would be fantastic. Right. <laughs> you right. want to throw and another little a towels in? <laughs> yes, exactly. You come home, you don't have piles and piles of laundry. Like you yes. feel better. She feels like she helps you. It's just like, Win-win. Win-win. Yep. I am all about people helping me (laughs) whatever you want, even though it's not my way. Like she doesn't fold the towels like I do. Ask me if I care how my towels are folded. (laughs) Nope. Little things, right. Don't care at all. You can I shove them in my drawer. I don't even care if you fold them. (laughs) As long as they're clean. (laughs) Right. Life is too short. I quote you. (laughs) Life is too short to fold to fold the laundry to worry about XYZ. Absolutely. I'm not going to pull my laundry anymore. I didn't before, but I'm really not going to do it now. Now you're done. <laughs> because you told me not to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Now I'm going to get a call from your husband being like, say, so listen, uh, yeah, he's going to love me. Oh, oh, I'm, he, he totally would. Like we're two peas in a pot. It would be great. Um, okay. So I want to ask you, um, as we kind of start to, to wrap up, I have two things and they're like totally different, but I want to ask you both because I told you before I'm kind of nosy. So the first one fears about auditioning. Like when you first started out auditioning, did you have mm-hmm. any mindset issues, any, you know, mindset blocks or anything that came up for you when you first, like your first audition, what was that like? Like acting audition? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. I don't know if I've ever been asked that. Um, so auditioning is very awkward. Have you ever auditioned for anything? Yes. Like my last audition memory was just super sad and I cried sometimes. <laughs> it was so bad. So, so bad. I am a terrible auditioner. Is that a word? Auditioner? Probably not. I'm making up words just like you. I like it. There we go. I am <laughs> terrible. Like I, I feel like when I'm home and I'm reading the script, I'm nailing it every time. I'm like, oh my God, I got this. I'm feeling the character. This like made I'm, for me. Yes. This role yes. was written for me. <laughs> And I go in there and it's just bomb city. I, I, I don't know what it is. It's just an awkward, you know, they say in, in show business that auditioning is the hardest part of the job. Like once mm-hmm. you book the job, actually performing and shooting it is a piece of cake because totally makes you already sense. have the job. Right. So all of that stress is gone. I mean, you're still going to be stressed on set, but you know, if you're working with a good director, that's actor friendly and he's willing to help you and you're, you're working with other actors that are you know helpful. It's, it's so good. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not a good auditioner. I'm still not. I, I, nowadays I feel like there's more video auditions, mm. which is great because you can film it as many times as you want. Right. Right? Never it's know. Not, yeah. It's not going into the room, doing it one time and walking out going, Oh my God, I just bombed. That was right. horrible. At least I can do it a couple of times and pick which take I want to send. So that's nice, but I still get like sweaty palms and yeah, it's, I, I mean, there's, there's classes out there that I've taken a million years ago, but um, if anyone's out there, like I would definitely, if, if you're asking for a recommendation or a suggestion for anyone out there, like take classes, take mm-hmm. on camera audition classes, because you'll just feel more comfortable. And therefore, if you're feeling more comfortable, you're looking more comfortable and you're not being too over the top and actory. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I totally get it. And I love, you know, 
I love that story. One, because it wasn't just me. Like I, I'm just thinking of a couple of auditions that I've done. Cause I, I did acting classes growing up and I really wanted to, you know, like have the break and do all the things. And then I had some like really bad auditions. I'm like, maybe this isn't for me. I'm going to go. Away. <laughs> like, so no, bad. don't think that because I, <laughs> you haven't you seen like, I can't think of what actors, but they'll tell you about the, they're terrible at auditions and look they're, you know, making a million bucks a picture. <laughs> so, I know. I know. You just, just never know what's down the line for you. Yeah. You, know? you don't. You but don't. Just, so don't give up on right. it. It's just one of those things, like anything. It's just practicing. And also it's finding that one person that believes in you. Mm. That's, that's the true thing. I, I, I still feel like I want to have somebody <laughs> find me. I mean, everyone, I, a lot of people have given me opportunities in the stunt world, which is amazing. Um, but to have that one person go, I, I see, yeah, your audition was terrible. Like you sucked, but I just feel your energy and I can just tell by your personality that you can do this. So whether they maybe give you another chance or, Hey, I don't think you're right for this role, but I think you would be perfect hosting this show or doing mm -hmm. this role. So you just, you just never know. You just never know. You don't. It's, yeah. And it's, you know, social media, I, look, look at, we're talking now and I have a couple more people I'm talking to next week just because of that post that I put out. So it's like, I put it out there. I had it in my head for months. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm taking a leap. I'm going to put it out there in the world. And I mean, my Instagram has grown 9,000 followers in a month. Mm -hmm. That is insane to me. Yeah. And I don't really know much about Instagram, but everyone that I've told you, they're like, wow, that's, that's a pretty steady growth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that is, that is amazing. And it's all from like those posts, which is, yes! so cool. I know. And you know, I like it. I like how you said, you know, I thought about doing those posts for months and then you decided like, I'm just going to do it. And then look what happened. You know, because again, and I know I keep saying this, but what's the worst that could have happened. Mm. I put that post out there. Not one person comments, not one person likes. Okay. We're, I'm nowhere farther back than I was. Right. We continue on. We continue on. But instead I put it out there and everyone's like, oh my God, this is amazing. Go girl. You're badass. Oh my God. I, you know, and, and it just, it's overwhelming the support that I'm getting, especially from moms. And it's amazing because mm -hmm. I, I mean, moms are the best. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> that is because we are yeah. just, we're just awesome creatures and we do, I just, I don't think I knew this about moms before I became a mom. Not that I didn't respect moms, but I didn't realize how hard it was and what a big responsibility it was. Like you're raising human beings and you need to make them be, you know, contributing members to society and right. make them good people. And that it's in itself is a really hard job mm -hmm. on top of, you know, everything else. And right. so, and then managing a career if you want. And it's, 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 yeah, you don't know until you're in the thick of it. I feel like I have the same thing. You know, I would look at moms and, and even, you know, stay at home moms and wonder, you know, what's, what's life like? Cause I had no, you know, like preconceived notions or anything about like what that transition was going to look like from not a mom into like having my baby and like right. developing into motherhood, what even that looked like. And it's been like the craziest journey and nothing in the world. Like there is not a course for this. There is no, not, you no. know, there is nothing that could have prepared you and you just take it like day by day. And something that, that I love about you and, you know, I love that you brought up this topic with moms and how everyone's like super supportive mm -hmm. of everything that you're doing is that, you know, your transition 
transition to motherhood and your career of being a stunt woman, and they're still, you know, going side by side. You know, you didn't put your career on pause or, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing that either way, but I love how you just continued on and you're still, you know, you're making everything work. And I love how the analogy of everything that you're saying as far as like, it's all about the tribe and the village around you and that support system for whatever you want to do. If you want to be a stay at home mom, if you want to be working, if you want to be a stepmom, if you want to go to Hollywood, if you want to, you know, go on the other side of the planet, having even just one person give you a high five every day being like, go and do the thing. I believe in you, you know, keep going, keep being your best. I think it's just all, all, everything that you have said throughout this, I think comes down, you know, to that. It's just fabulous. I've loved all of it. Well, thank you. I just, I think that we, um, it's easy to just go, Oh, I just, I mean, motherhood's exhausting, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you have one, which is, but 15 months, that's, that's, that's a big deal. Um, <laughs> sometimes by the end of the day, I'm exhausted. I don't want to do anything but veg out and like binge on some show, yeah. but because I'm trying to work on this project, I'm like, okay, this is the only alone time I have because during the day I don't have time, you know, I'm, my son's in school, but I still have my, my three-year-old and she doesn't let me sit and work. <laughs> she mm -hmm. wants my attention right. every second. And as soon as I pick up the phone, that's when she needs me. I think we can all relate to that. Um, so at nighttime is the only time I really have not like no distractions. Like right now, like we're, we're this is the longest conversation I would ever have. <laughs> if I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, no, it's great. Cause I mean, everyone's asleep and I would, yeah. we would never be able to do this during the day with both of our, you know, lives. Oh no. Yeah. No. No but I just <laughs> kind of forced myself at night. Like, okay, I, I have an hour. Um, what, what can I do? That's going to put this project, this passion of mine forward, even mm -hmm. if it's one little thing, even if it's sending out an email, trying to get a meeting, it's not a big thing, but it was one thing. Mm -hmm. Rather than putting it aside and going, oh, I'll just get to it later. I'll get to it later. I just guess I'm not, I am not a procrastinator. I, my husband is, and we're like really different in that respect. Um, but one little thing to push your idea or your mission or your passion forward every day is kind of what's helped me out. Yeah. I don't know. I, and then putting that post out there really just skyrocketed. Now I'm like, now the fire's lit and I'm yeah. like, all right, this is awesome. And I'm, I, I have some momentum. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, you know, I'm hoping to, to grow my Instagram to 10,000 followers. And if that happens, I, I shouldn't say if, when that happens, mm -hmm. I'm going to start approaching motor uh, sports companies to hopefully fund some of the gear that I need for the project. So, um, so here's my shameless plug. If you want to follow me, my Instagram I was going to ask where can yes. we find you? Awesome. So my my handle, which I didn't even know what that term was. This is how yeah, this is how Instagram media terms like what is happening. <laughs> someone was like, "What's your handle?" I'm like, what, what do you mean? What are we? What saying? is my handle? <laughs> so my handle, guys, is at Sarah Holden Stunts. And I uh, mostly post about my career. I post behind the scenes. I post about my kids and about my world travels. So if mm -hmm. any of that interests you, I would love a follow. And I tend to follow a lot of people back too, because I like supporting everybody else in their missions. Um, so, and, and obviously when I do the flip, I will also be posting that. I cannot wait. So you I'm can so see that. That is awesome. I always ask for an action step at the end of my podcast and you already did it, which is perfect. Did and I? I'm like, oh no, do I have yes, No, you did. I, did. I was like, she's got that action step. It was putting <laughs> you know, one foot in front of the other. So what is one task that you can do, 
you know, today, tonight, when the kids are asleep, it doesn't have to, you know, we think it has to be like this monumental thing that we have to do every day to feel like we've accomplished something. Right. And it's, it's the little, you know, my, my coach used to say small hinges swing big doors. So it's like the little steps that we can take every day where we can sit down and we know that we accomplished something today. It doesn't have to be this huge thing. And I, I just really appreciate that story. And thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing everything and hanging out. Absolutely. Out with me. <laughs> Thank it's you. Fun. And I will link all of your where we can find you. I'll link that in the show notes with your bio. And again, I really appreciate you and your time. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was nice to meet you. And thanks everyone for listening. I appreciate it. I know I talk a lot, so sorry. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Two peas in a pod. I know, two peas in a pod. Man, I really feel like we just bonded here. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'm really excited for your car flip and we will be on the lookout for that. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good night. Aw, man, this episode's over, but that's okay. You can come hang out in the Digital Product Female Entrepreneurs Facebook group. Hang out with thousands of us making digital products, creating awesome, cool things, and selling them to the world. Come get inspired. Come hang out with us. There's thousands of us there, and we cannot wait to support you. Now, if you need some ideas on digital products that you can create and sell, go to herownmagic.com and download my freebie. It's 65 digital products you can create and sell by this weekend. It is waiting for you there. Go check it out. And you have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you next time. Go create your own magic.